0: Welcome to this episode of Clinically Press. We just want to give a huge shout out to CrossFit Acceleration for letting us host this episode at their box. Uh, please check them out on uh, all their oh, social yeah, media, yeah. which we'll have a link to in the show notes.
1: Welcome to the next
2: episode of Clinically Pressed. Today we're at CrossFit Acceleration with Paul Shuckelman, a CrossFit athlete and guru and firefighter and paramedic. So uh, with that, Paul, you mind telling us a little bit of background about yourself?
3: So I started CrossFit probably going on four years ago and uh, started with a couple of military buddies and they came home for a summer on break and were like let's give this a whirl, so I tried it out, and at that time I was starting to get into uh, more of the firefighting and paramedic kind of stuff, so I wanted to be in shape for work, and gave it a whirl, got absolutely crushed, got pretty hooked, started working out at a local affiliate in Lacrosse here, and um, they sent me to go get my level one, started coaching and training people for probably three years now, and started getting a little more competitive. As longer I've been in it, the more I realize I'm not too bad at it, and it's kind of fun to travel around and compete and test yourself, so just been running with it for the last four years, been a fun time, learning a whole bunch,
4: meeting a whole lot of people. It's funny you mentioned getting crushed, I don't know how many times (laughs) I've thought I've been in good shape, or yeah, I'm pretty strong, and then I'll go do like a couple open ones. Yeah, that's right. Well, (laughs) never mind. It's very humbling. (laughs) It just Yeah, it is, that's a good good way to describe it. And the funny
3: thing is, too, is uh, when we look Mm -hmm. at a new member joining, the last thing we want to do is to crush them. <laughs> right. You know, so like the proper, sh- like scaling, is like Pat Sherwood talks about it and he's kind of the crossfit like OG and uh, former SEAL and all this stuff but he was saying how like when it's a member's first time at the gym to like scale the movement, scale the weight, make sure they're doing things right and kind of assessing what the stimulus is going to be for them and then having them come back the next day and be like, you know, you could have gave me more. I could have, I could have done a little more. I could have gone heavier or a little bit longer. We can do that. Instead of, like, now I'm sore for eight days and I'm probably never going to come back and the habit was gone before it was ever formed. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> double I was, You know, if you're working out with two green braids You're not really going to, like, slow down. They're
0: going to break you. But <laughs> that was one question I had, had. We talked about this a little bit and it's come into, like, training our athletes at UWL and something we've gone to them to try and break their mentality too of just, like, What's the difference between working out and training? Yeah. and following a plan and
1: yep. you know we talked about it a little bit
0: like Dan John
4: article. Off yep. Of Termination. Uh, no, no, it was uh, Mark Rippetoe.
0: Mark Rippetoe, mm-hmm. you know, he did a CrossFit good, bad, and the ugly oh, yeah. one, and that was one of the things you kind of mentioned. You know, that it's not as organized in terms of a training plan. Yeah, and it's more you yep. know coming in, getting your workout of the day, blowing it out, and then. I mean, you already talked about scaling it back yeah. for certain people, but like the—is there a big overall kind of training yeah, progression, so and how do you guys work that? Every
3: in? most good affiliates and people that are programming on a you know regular basis mm-hmm. and have gotten good at it, they have an overall view of what a year looks like, okay. and um, that's even just for the general population. So the constantly varied sometimes pushes people in that wrong direction of thinking. We just kind of like roll this hopper and grab movements and throw them in and do them. Um, throughout a week, you're going to see different time domains, different movements, different stimuluses, maybe different strength or skill workouts, and it's structured to be kind of in a wave. Mm-hmm. At our Level 1 seminar, you're taught to take certain things from every aspect from weightlifting or gymnastics or from just like straight up endurance or anything and plug them into certain varieties, right, and then go from there. But Most of the good ones will look in a macro, micro, mesoscaling kinda kind of a system. Now the other thing too though is that's that's still important for the general population, but it gets a little more important if you're looking at competing. So again, you talk about training versus exercise and that comes back to the argument of like CrossFit sport versus CrossFit for the lifestyle.
0: Right. You know, two very, very different things, like not even close to to the same. I don't remember who we talked to that about but it was like, you know, if you're a personal trainer, like, your personal, they want to come in and they want to be sore the next day or else right. they didn't accomplish anything. Yeah. And trying to break that stigma. No, of, I hate like, that. You hate have it. to just be unable to walk out of the gym for it to be a good day.
3: Yeah, and we've had members too who would leave and be like, you know, we would do a short workout. Like, so today, even down the board here, it says Fran, right? It's this classic CrossFit workout, 21-15-9, yeah. and it's just awful, right? It's, <laughs> it's like, it takes me about, like, 2 minutes, 15 seconds, but it's the worst thing ever. But we've had people do that, and it takes them, like, 4 or 5 minutes to do that workout. And they're like, I got, I feel like i got to go for, like, a 20-minute run after afterwards.
1: Why? <laughs>
3: like, could you have shaved a minute off your time, maybe? Or, like, mm-hmm. push that intensity a little higher so that you, like, just get away from, like you said, that soreness. Like, you're going to feel plenty bad for a while after <laughs> doing a workout like that. But, again, getting away from, like, feeling sore every day and working out for a certain amount of time every day, you know, like tacking a small section is a lot better than doing 50% for, you know, double that time.
2: And I think uh, conversations that we've had before too, it, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit about it varying so much on the box, you know, with yeah, the, the training it's, program. It's, and, it's pretty um,
3: unique depending on what affiliate you go to. Right. You know, like some are really good at gymnastics. And have a great background with that some are very good with weightlifting and building strength some are very good at being a great community and doing just broad workouts and the identities are very unique to each box so um, you're never getting the same thing going into you know any CrossFit affiliate they're all their own little entity so
4: that's where I think people when they judge, oh, yeah, they're, they're dumb. they don't know. Yeah, what right. Do. It's like, well, you probably just went to one, and yeah, maybe that affiliate wasn't doing yeah, a good job. Yeah, it could job, be awful. Yeah. I mean. Each one of them is unique. That's one thing I like about the overall model. It's like they let you do your own thing, and they, they do. kind of put faith in you to know what you're doing. And yeah, it's, do it's your own choice. Awesome. Yeah, what we've yeah,
0: talked yeah. about is it's become so big. Yeah, right. That some, you know, there's got to be people that are just in it because they want to make money. Oh, right. we got a CrossFit gym. We can make money <laughs> off of this. And, it's,
3: and the interesting thing you know, is, most of my friends that own affiliates, they don't have a whole bunch of money. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So which like, is, I think, puts I a think lot people more come in and they learn and then they leave. You know, it's like, oh man, this wasn't as huge as I thought it was. Yeah. Like this is like a lot of work for a long time and then they kinda of close up shop or, or sell their affiliate and move on. But you know,
2: I really liked when going to CrossFit, lacrosse and like different coaches have you know, like we talked about the variation between the, the different each different affiliate. Yeah. But even with each different coach, uh, there's so much variation I feel like and I think I that's think really you, important. You too. did the, the best job of just understanding and you know, there was always a why and explaining stuff and there there's there's a purpose and then you put a lot of emphasis on form too and I think that was yeah.
3: Huge. Right. It's it's cool. I like having a group of trainers, you know, if it works out that an affiliate can have can staff that mm-hmm. and then allowing the creativity that each one brings because some people like I said you have strengths you have weaknesses and you can kind of feed off of each other and learn from the other trainers and stuff but it's also good for the members to have that like new voice or a new set of eyes looking at something where you know they could be working with someone for months you know like typical 5am coach and then all of a sudden someone subs in and they're like why are you doing this that's weird let's change it up a little bit and all of a sudden that's, that's the click for them but I don't like standardized coaching at all, um, and that's been kind of the beauty of being able to train people in CrossFit, is that you're given that kind of creativity to go learn outside of just your level one or your level two into, you know, podcasts or books. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, like a lot of the great trainers I've met, they, their library is huge. You know, they they're learning from the best of every specific area, and then kind of melding it into their own to how they present it to their to their athletes but you know it's, it's fun and it's challenging at the same time because you can't you can but you shouldn't just sit and know what you already know mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. I think the people that you see that do that or that get too creative you know like trying to reinvent like it just doesn't work out the best it does like a couple times <laughs> yeah, you know, keep it simple yeah right you know just break off what you can learn and see if you can apply it to, you know, your athletes. And like I said, you know, I always I've been big at explaining things like why we do stuff because I think it's yeah. important that people understand why we're doing a three minute workout today compared to thirty five minutes and mm-hmm. what that does to your body or why what stimulus we're hoping to achieve and why the intensity is important or that we scale weight back is important. You know.
4: Um, so how do you accommodate athletes or just members on such varying levels of? conditioning, strength, movement restrictions or abilities and, and all put them together right to, into the same workout. It can be really challenging sometimes. And okay. you really have to
3: look at um, what that workout is and like as you're warming them up or like getting through the strength of the skill of the day, really be thinking like, okay, what's the best for this member and this member? You know, some of your top tier um, members of your gym, the guys that guys, or girls that don't have problems with any movements or anything like that. You kind of let them run with it. You know, you're still going to help them, obviously, yeah. but you're more worried about how you're going to scale things right because you don't want to put them in a bad spot and you don't want to compromise any of their positions and things. Um, so, you know, like today we can take Fran again. So it's, it's pull-ups and it's thrusters, right? So if I have an athlete who um, can't do pull-ups, something you commonly see is they use a fan I'm not a huge fan of that you know it's okay for the workout i'd rather see them get on a set of rings and do rows and vary the the angle of what they're pulling against for that so that's a really easy one um but then you're also thinking of like how am i going to keep this fast enough to reach that intensity level so that may be like if they really struggle getting into a squat or having a front rack position like maybe it's best today that we let them like split up those thrusters into like a couple back squats and like shoulder overheads. So you're still achieving that stimulus, but you're not gonna put them in a spot where, you know, their posterior chain's completely rounded or gone. They're Mm -hmm. just killing their wrists, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's unique, but usually you can kind of figure something
4: out. We've kind of talked about that a little bit. It's like, you know what, someone who can't reach full depth on a squat, like, well, you can put their heels up on plates and that's just a temporary yeah. kind of fix to allow you to get through that training session, but you're really ignoring kind of a longer, stinging issue. Of, so it's like, do you do that, or do you just not even squat that day? And, and the squat's so hard.
3: Movement. Yeah, you're right. The squat is so hard to kind of scale, I guess, because you don't want to, like, like you said, you don't want to give them a crutch that becomes a regular thing, but you don't want to, like, shorten their movement. Or if you have them squatting down to, like, a box or something, you're kind of like, I mean, it works, you're teaching them, but at some point, like, then if you put a timer on, they're not going to be doing that movement correctly, so that one's hard to find something to use. We like using, uh, if they're close on depth and stuff, we'll use, like, a med ball, or, like, what we use for wall balls, a soft target, something for them, and we'll put it in a spot where they have to move correctly to touch it, Mm -hmm. you know? They can't just, like, reach back way far and kind of hit it, they have to actually... Do the movement to,
0: you know, hit the target. So.
4: So are still getting training effect, and yeah, do it in a safe enough way, we're right. You Killing know, our
0: football guys, like we had bar, over basically overhead squats in terms of mobility work. We're not. If they can load the bar, great. If they can't, we're just trying to get some movement through it. And we would go to a bench, and once they're able, to, you know, we'd start doing yeah. C fights. They couldn't keep their arms back. Then we'd work it so they could do that perfectly, and then we'd get them down to the 15K bar, and then we'd go to the 20K, and we use benches, so if you can get and sit yourself all the way down to that, okay, that's what we're gonna work on today. Yeah. Well, then the next week, it was a med ball with an Eric's pad underneath it to just in- sure, drop yep. it, a but bit then I height. still knew they had something to go to, so if they felt like they were gonna fall out of their form, they weren't gonna just hit their self on the ground. Right. yeah, right, and
3: <clears throat> what did you change first? Was it the weight or the height?
0: Uh, It depended on the guy, Yeah. uh, because some of our guys can have decent hip mobility, but they cannot get their arms up over their head, Okay. and I know for me personally, like, you give me a PVC pipe, and I'm good on it. You put a barbell on my hand, and for whatever reason, I just (laughs) can't figure that out. (laughs) For me, I would go and then switch over to the weight, and then work on the height, and say, okay, I know I can get myself to this height, and then I'll take that down a little bit. And just work my way down until I can teach myself the motor pattern and keeping my yeah. shoulder stable. And it's the hard part with that, with any of them, is just making sure that you're following up. If the person isn't buying in completely or they don't get it, then you've got to be sure that you're doing that. Plus, well, it's hard to track in football, all the different people. Yeah, like any
3: collegiate sport too, you have such a large like ego. I'm sure like yeah. that plays a part yeah. where you're like you're gonna take this dude who was like kind of the you know, 1% of whatever high school they come from, and then you're like pulling them back and saying, like, Well, you're not that great. Like, yeah. you know, we have stuff we need to work yeah. on to make you better, and that's hard sometimes for them to
1: Part
0: kind of of even think with of that. Like, I found with them, is just telling them, Dude, it's okay. Like, I don't care if you have any right weight. Yeah. <laughs> like, for this movement, like, you just squatted 300 pounds for five times on a back squat. Who cares if you got 44 pounds above your head? on an overhead. Let's yeah, work right. on the mobility
2: and the motion. Like you're not getting stronger <laughs> because of that. Right. So it's
0: all right if we take a step
2: back. Yeah. What's well, the mentality back. of getting better too? I mean, if you're going to get better, you got to concentrate on what you're not good you at. Wanna, hey, like, and I'm able to, because I work on their sports med side too,
0: is anytime they struggle with a certain exercise, and I know they've had an injury that could be related to that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is your hamstring strain not happening this year. So slow down, build it
2: back. You know, this is your growing, not getting pulled because you can move through your hips. Yeah, right? And like, oh Yeah. I
0: was
1: like, yes,
2: this is why you should do it. Well, if it's easy, what what are you doing it for, anyways? I
4: mean, it should right. always kind of be a little bit of a challenge. Well, you just said yesterday, you know, we're we're making you better athletes, not making you better weightlifters. Like that stuff is a tool Huge to make difference. you better. At your yeah. School. Yeah. You guys aren't competing in weightlifting, which is there. why we, we don't. We
0: do the clean. We do it. We'll, we'll probably never do a power clean. But we'll at least do some catching out of the hang. But we spend more time on the low poles and we just switch to high poles and just different variations of that because all we want is the explosion. Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't care if I have a bunch of football guys that can catch a clean. Yeah. because it doesn't the catch doesn't, doesn't matter. If they can do the high pull and they don't have to throw it under, we save their wrists. Yeah. You know, we would max out last year on clean. We had four guys trying to get under it, get their elbow caught on their knee. 200, 250, whatever it is, crank back on their wrist or their hand, and they couldn't lift for three weeks. Because <laughs> they couldn't That's hold on point, to anything. Yeah. So it. So it's just kind of like, what's the point? Like, what did we get out of that max effort? Right. And the elbows? If are going for like yeah. sport
3: specific, I mean, so. there's very little carryover into ripping your elbows through and standing up the movement, then right. why? Right. You know, it probably really doesn't matter in the long run.
4: Whereas if you're competing in like a CrossFit, yeah, you, you, better know, getting yeah, you do do have to know how to match that movement. <laughs> you it be really good, for. yeah. <laughs> say, like Olympic weightlifting is a sport because it's a
0: skill. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what they're working <laughs> on. We're not teaching oh, yeah. That's what used to, to be, to be Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. That's, that's probably that. one of my
3: overused quotes all the time in teaching a class and stuff where people are getting frustrated, especially like on snatch day or something. Because it's hard. It is. It's a very challenging movement. Especially teaching people with very little... Background in a barbell or anything, mm-hmm. and I'm like, just remember, people spend their lives trying to perfect one of these things. Like, it's okay that yeah. doing it a couple times a week, you're struggling. Like, that's right. all right. <laughs> Guys, wake up and do this for 14 hours a day for
4: two movements. You yeah. know what I mean?
3: So, just relax. It's all good. Yeah.
4: I went to a clinic when I was living down in Texas on strength conditioning, and they had I think it was University of North Texas head strength conditioning coach kind of gave a talk on there. He's a good one. Their programming scheme is like we don't do any Olympic movements. He's like, I spent my first five or so years at the university trying to get these guys to develop the form and technique down. He's like, it wasn't working, and guys were getting hurt. He finally was just like, the hell with it. We don't even need to waste that right. much time. Let's just find another way to get a similar type of training stimulus and avoid the injuries and the right, stuff you time. can control so, Yeah, he's, he's more, like, it know? wasn't worth it, in
3: my opinion. They, they
4: do you didn't think that have, was
3: harder for them? For the coaching staff, and like, is that harder to change that mentality from the you know, like strength conditioning coaches and the overall staff, or is it harder to tell the players that we're not going to be doing something? Uh, you know, I, what bet, I, mean? yeah,
4: I bet for him, it was probably getting a staff to a staff, buy in because okay. I think one of the things he said is the players were coming from varied backgrounds, so some of them had mm-hmm. never even done Olympic lifting, so it's not like they were. Missing out on, right, oh, yeah. why don't we do this anymore? They didn't know how to do it, so that's why it was easy to scratch it from the sure. program. We struggle with that a lot. We went to
0: three days a week for off season. Uh, okay, we just, what are you going to get out of the fourth? Like, what do I care if a guy can squat five hundred five? and he can squat five hundred, like that fourth day isn't going to give us enough. Where it'd be better for him to recover and have a right. better workout those other days, and trying to get it through some of our younger guys heads. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they worked out five times a week. I know what I did in high school. Oh, yeah. Which is right. I wish I would have known <laughs> half of what I did <laughs> right. like, you times, just How many times have we day. said that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you squatted twice a week. because You just didn't know any better. Right. And, yeah, there's some good stuff out there about doing that. But, you know, some are like, I just want to train. But you're not training. You're just trying to go in and do something because you feel like you have to. Well,
3: yeah, there. and when you're like 16 and 17 years old, what do you really What's and that fourth high day school really? School. We know high school strength coaching
0: is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, realistically you're gonna go, you know, work on whatever you're gonna do to try to look good, find a mirror or whatever. Like that's usually that fourth day of the high school lifting. Right. But yeah. Very limited. I mean, we the high school I went to we did um, we did a lot of like hang power cleans for our explosion stuff. We did a lot of deadlifts and a lot of squatting. And uh, I think that's where I developed like a big squat and like kind of this big base where I could kinda of jump back into mm-hmm. stuff and be like, yeah, I'm still kind of, I still kind of got this. Like, yeah. trying well, was to the only thing I was feel. good at in high school. Oh, yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> loved squad day, hated the bench day, yeah. Because I was like my squatting with the linemen. would never go up either. so <laughs> frustrating. That was my favorite part. The squad day, I'd just go hang out with the linemen and be like, yeah, I can roll with you guys. <laughs> I was the, so- the soccer player that worked out with the
0: football guys and was bigger than most of them. <laughs> <laughs> still are bigger than most of our football guys. Yeah. Strongest soccer player to ever go through that high school. That's awesome. My one claim to fame. <laughs> should put
4: that on the resume. Got a flag. <laughs> I got the most red cards. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> that <counts> for anything. <laughs> That's impressive. That takes some work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so what have you done differently in your training? I know you've kind of tried some different approaches, and uh, you've mixed mixing yeah. some things up a little bit. So what what's maybe explain your progression with that?
3: So when I started, I did the daily you know, like prescription of CrossFit, which was a lot of main sight, a lot of what we did in the, just in the gym. You come in, do your warm up, do your, you know, we usually did a strength a, or a skill, which is something you commonly see with programming, and then hit the MacCon and go home. That was, you know, what I was doing. When I, so when I started all this, I was like, I was, I was small. I was about 174 pounds. And when I jumped in, I did the whole um, paleo thing right away too. So I mean, like I had like 6% body fat, maybe like 7%, like just small but I was getting beat up a lot and I couldn't recover and certain workouts would just not happen like no matter how like, much I tried to self-talk myself through something it wasn't going to happen if it hit over like that 30 minute mark I didn't have what I felt like I didn't have the stores to battle through that mm-hmm. especially if there was a barbell during some part of that workout just that, that stressor of that mm-hmm. so started to look at food a little bit more again kind of went to this like flexed paleo type of a deal where he started adding in um, some of the stuff that they say not to eat, like maybe like rice and that kind of, kind of stuff and more of like, diet like peanut kills
0: butter. Kills <laughs> just in general, no. Just, yeah. Because like the paleo stuff and then you're flexible with dieting, like I've kind of wandered on this bulletproof diet type thing where he's okay with white rice. Yeah. Where like everybody else is like the worst thing ever. Condemns it. And right? it's, just, it's just, it's really funny. But anyway, it's hard. It's hard, well, it's
3: hard to even really know. And I think so through all this, what I've learned is you have to kind of you have to experiment. You have to mm-hmm. try stuff. You can't just come in and be like, "I'm going to be this, and this is what I'm going to do for training, and it's going to give me these results." Because it doesn't really it doesn't work that way. Maybe for a select few, they might pick that right pathway right away. Yeah. But for everybody, you gotta kind of play with stuff. So started eating a little different. Started adding a little more volume to just my strength training, kept the conditioning kind of the same, and then through this last half year, um, started working with a new program and with a couple of new coaches and for whatever reason, it just, it's like the perfect dose of stuff and progressions and I started, like, my strength totals went up, I started maxing, um, like, my back and front squat, which I hadn't PR'd since, like, August of 2013, so it was... Well over two years it's like about two and a half years of not being able to even tie that weight to now beating it Mm -hmm. and like substantially beating it so that was cool and then all of my like conditioning times went down so I kind of found this happy medium of everything um, whether it was food and uh, with the training protocol itself too and then starting to focus more on recovering and realizing how important Eight or nine hours of sleep was compared to six or seven. Because, like, I could use to, you could pull that off and find enough energy to get through the day. And Sometimes whatever. I wish I could run on five, <laughs> like I didn't ballot. You're right, yeah, but you get into so that well. habit and you're like, well, this is what I, like, I can function on this. I'm good at this. But it's like, man, when you start sleeping eight hours a day, it's pretty, pretty noticeable. And then it catches so, up with you, too, oh, yeah. if you're in a hurry. So, working with Kyle and then uh, Kate Larson with uh, dynamic physiotherapy, and yep. then uh, I get one of your old, uh, former guest here, Holly. Get your massages done by her and stuff too. I
0: might have to cave in. in. <laughs> <laughs> you should. It's it's awesome. For, just even for my neck, I don't even care yep. about anything else.
3: Well, so it's funny with her is we usually start with this like top down approach where it's like as she finds th- finds things. Just I don't really care about the full experience. I mean, like if you find something, like just let's fix it, you know. And so like last week or something, it was literally like over an hour of just maybe my like torso up because <laughs> it was all tight bound up yeah so um, but I think finding like a really good team of, of people who like care and who know what they're doing like all these guys do and then taking what they tell you to do and actually do it you know spending that time that's on a good point point. Like, <laughs> that's a big difference yeah and like the it's self-treatment <laughs> <or just laughs> yeah. so, like, actually, actually through. do it. It. it yeah well and I think maybe I learned that from you know, like, now being in a position where you coach people and tell them, like, hey, you should work at this home, and you know they're not, yeah. it's frustrating, so I'm like, yep. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, but yeah, all those things kind of, uh, they all work really well together, and kind of reaping the benefits right now, and it's been a lot more fun, that stuff too, but uh, also changed up a little bit with, like, who I train with, and trying to work out more with people, and like, you know, being in the community aspect a little more, like, trying to a really good environment rather than you know in this dark
1: lonely place by (laughs)
3: myself which is what i was doing for a really long time and then you sacrifice your intensity and you know it's really easy to tell yourself like i'll make up for this later this week you know i might skip some movement or whatever but if you have somebody to go against you go a little harder you're going to do everything and you always you know it's like an alpha thing you want to you want to be first so if you're doing that daily. Things are good. Pushing. Yeah. I think that's one of the
4: best positives about CrossFit. just the environment and the camaraderie yeah, that, it is. that you build with it. Yeah. That's how like, I said that about wrestling. Like, they're weird
0: dudes. and There is a strange community. <laughs> yeah, right. But, like, everybody that's involved in wrestling loves the sport. They do. Like, oh, they, yeah. never, oh, yeah. they, they never the forget it. <laughs> it. You know, at some point, it goes away from, you know, winning and this and that. It's just there because it's good for the sport. It's just a grind. That's one. the Track and Field could ever figure that out, they be it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a much bigger sport. It just isn't. Yeah, if you embrace what you're
3: doing and make it your just, own like you said. they struggle with that. But. And it's funny. We have wrestlers that you know you could kind of pick out the wrestlers that join CrossFit. Oh, you could. Was it right was away. the year thing? Even without <laughs> looking at the ears, <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. No, it's, it's the
4: whole like zero pain in their oh, mind oh. thing and like wrestlers are bread. Oh my gosh,
3: they just fly through stuff mm-hmm. and like you know. I don't know if they feel stuff. I I
4: can't figure it out. what's well, of population where it's like if I'm not sore or hurting, I didn't I didn't do yeah, it right yeah. or I didn't do enough. I am like, not oh, wearing Like that's okay. twenty layers of clothes. Uh, yeah, you know?
0: we're trying to work with our guys now, and at least in the weight room, <laughs> like guys, we don't need to blow it out four days a
1: week.
0: Like, <laughs> and I think we did that this year. And I had, we had to talk with our coach on. They always seem to kind of tire out near the end of the year. Yeah. Know, right. The, the recycling weight cutting and stuff, and so. Oh, they changed up their deal. weights during the year where they only do like twice a week. And it was just, you know, again, we're trying to maintain your strength. We're not trying to make you stronger. And we're not trying to wear you out in the weight room. You'll do that at practice. Oh, yeah. And so I think they got some benefit out of this year. But now, going into the off season, saying, we
3: just finished. Yeah.
0: Let's take our time to build so then when you come back in September, you're ready to start the getting your base into is done. It. And yep. you're,
3: it's just kind of refining. Slowly things. but surely. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Well, that's going to be tough on them too to um, balance the sport, right? And like the strength. They, w- they still want to be strong, mm-hmm. but then, they, like you said, the grind of the season, but then keeping their conditioning, you know, like their aerobic capacity where it should yeah. be. And uh, that's, a, that's a fine balance. And what's interesting, so Cross is getting a little more popular as far as training for sport. Um, they actually offer a few different seminars you can go to where you get a certificate and can coach it like, your level one. Um, one of them is CrossFit football. There's, like, CrossFit endurance, mm-hmm. CrossFit aerobic capacity. Gymnastics. Yeah. So, but, like, with the CrossFit football one, it's really designed for, like, an all-athlete, all-sport type of a foundation. It's just named football because John Wellborn created it. You know, so he's, like, uh, football, CrossFit football. <laughs> like, football, you know football. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but a great program. And I actually took some time off. Um, this last summer, because I really wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. And it works. I mean, it's, it's very, very well thought out and very focused on explosion and stuff. But what I think is hard is sometimes we get this mindset of, like CrossFit's good for everybody and it'll always make you a better athlete, which is true to an extent. But again, when you're talking about like specializing, because especially if it's 2016, and if somebody's family wants that kid to be. Like, they're 6'4", and they're going to be a quarterback. Okay, well, not everything you do is going to translate into making him the next Tom Brady, right? So it's finding these things to plug in to use, but not quite doing everything. And I think that's kind of a new thing that we're all trying to learn is, like, you don't want to hurt their sport or their chances on things, but you really want to help them get better at it. So you're just, like...
4: Building athletes, yeah, not, it's well, just not the general overall. athletes. Yeah, not, not over specific. specializing. Yeah, I don't know how many so. coaches and even like physicians? James Andrews is a big advocate of that. Like, don't over specialize. Yes. You're going to run yourself into the ground. Yeah, because it's
3: too much of the same movement Random? all the time. Yeah. you don't you don't get like enough whatever you're doing, and maybe you don't get enough lateral movement, or you're not doing enough of this yeah. stimulus, or like the longer conditioning, or you know whatever. But it it's wild to see how many people are just doing one. Sport, like year round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's
2: becoming more and more prevalent that yeah. like too with the AAUs and, and Yeah, and all it's that funny because
3: then you have all these like college coaches and like athletic directors going, We want the three sport athletes. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. But then
0: you know, they're going like opposite directions. You're like,
3: well who's not hearing who?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We wanna take a quick break and then come back
1: and finish up Wrap with her up. questions. Yep. That sure. sounds good. So, you good? Yep, we good.
3: You All, good? Right. All right. We're gonna talk about cycling a barbell and um, ways we can combat poor form in a high rep environment, which is kind of a knock that CrossFit can have at times. So, developing a skill for cycling a barbell. So, Alex is gonna start with just doing some normal hang cleans. So, he's gonna drop basically to the top of his knee, cycle through, and you can kind of pay attention to the speed of this. Let's do a couple more. Good, and now, so this is a lightweight. this is 75 pounds, and so for Alex this is no big deal. Now he's gonna cycle a little bit faster by kind of keeping a very vertical torso and keeping fast elbows. So there's gonna be kind of a bounce that happens off the quads, but he's very upright. So again, he's not gonna round his back at all, not gonna get goofy, but he's gonna be able to move this weight really fast. So go ahead and do like five of those. Good, so it's just like quick bounce and really fast elbows. Good, you can put it down. So again, the heavier weight, you'll see him kind of dip down forward. But again, you never want to get to the point where he would be rounded. So even though it's high rep, he's in a very good, strong position. So now we're going to show just a couple of power cleans. So now if we had a heavy weight on this barbell right now, which for like Alex, probably like 185 and above, um, he's going to have to kind of slow down that barbell using his quads. And then touching the ground and exploding up. So let's just see three of those. So again this is kind of a heavier weight. So again because he's using his legs and his arms as kind of a break, he's not letting his back curl over at any time. So staying really engaged. The posterior chain is always engaged, his legs are always engaged, and his core never slips anywhere. So Now to show if we had a lightweight, he's just gonna do about five uh, quick brushes. So when we talk about the brush, it means we're pushing back and staying tight to the posterior and our quads and our hamstrings are loaded. So again, even though we're cycling the barbell fast, he's in a proper strong position. So it's like, see three or five of those. Good, so it's just that really easy slide down, but it's enough to put his body in the right position. Good, you relax. So again, when you're learning the Olympic movements and you're worried about doing them too fast or not correctly, just remember that it is
1: a skill and there are ways to learn it and develop it. We're back uh, with Paul. Uh, we've got a few more questions we're
0: going to go through, and then we'll get to our clinically pressed ones. Um, so I know one that I wondered, and we were chatting about it a little bit, is like your biggest influence is like, we follow a lot of Star Ed stuff, mainly because going back to our point of like self-care. Yeah, right. Um, I thought that he's done a great job with that. Um, Brian McKenzie is another big one. I gotten about a third into his book and then which, Carl is a Paoli, great book. Yeah. which I really like because he looks at it almost from a completely different vantage point. His little freestyle thing. Also yeah. a good book that one I've actually yep. read but yeah to break it down over four exercises one of them being the burpee is kind of cool to look at all the different motions but yeah like what are some of your big ones that you like to utilize? Oh man
3: so the cool part now is that you're connected to everybody so you can kind of keep track of what everybody in the whole world of CrossFit is doing, and even outside of there. But um, we do follow a lot of Star Ed stuff as far as that, like, self-care, trying to achieve different mobility or finding where you're coming up short mm-hmm. and things, you know, like, maybe it's not my shoulder, it's my ankle. Like, a great one, right? Mm-hmm. So we follow him a lot. Um, a lot of my gymnastics stuff comes from, like, Jeff Tucker, who does a lot of the uh, gymnastics cert. He actually works um, with a couple of my friends who are on the, CrossFit gymnastics seminar staff now, okay. so it's kind of cool that like whatever comes from him, I can kind of feed off of and nice. learn and have a little quicker access to, uh, as far as progressions and doing stuff the right
0: way. Do you have any background in gymnastics? No, I That's wish it's gotta I be did. a tough area to <laughs> just pick up. Yeah, I would have done martial arts or something like that when I was younger just to have the ability to move. Right, but that like that. Looking so back much.
3: now, I would have been awesome. I mean, it really yeah. would have because. You see gymnasts come in, like if they're like a collegiate level gymnast, they pick this stuff up so fast. Not bad. Because everything else is pretty easy to teach. And then that, they, already yeah. the, they already have the
4: hard part I look at done. a set of rings like that. I don't know what I do with that. <laughs> yeah. Just hang, hang from around. them. That's about <laughs> all I can pull according attention. to
0: our monkey bar gym, that, that's a lot of what it is. Just hanging
2: in front of it. Just hanging around. around. And just getting and that mobility. I wish yeah. it was just hanging around.
0: But
3: no, so I'll follow, <laughs> yeah. I'll follow like the actual... Uh, the gymnastics seminar okay. kind of group, and I know Carl does some work with that too, like you're okay. saying. But uh, um, outside of that, then you know, there's obviously like Mike B and following the weightlifting stuff a little bit and seeing what's coming new from there. But um, athlete specific, I, I get all of my programming now from Matt Shannon or Eric O'Connor, have been getting in the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, follow a lot of what like Chris Spieler does with the mental game side of things now, so now that he's kind of removed from competing, um, like they just came out with this really cool class, I guess you could call it on, like, how to approach workouts, how to, you know, pick out where you're going to find something, um, that's going to be hard for you, what you're going to feel going through, you know, visualization stuff, prepping for a competition, what you should do at the competition, so kind of like the full gamut of stuff, and he's always, you know, he's been doing it forever, like, he's got a lot of stuff figured out too, but, the other thing is too when you look at it from a competitive standpoint is you have to find the best efficiencies on how to do stuff so getting made you know gets away from doing strict movements but when the timer is going you have to kill for a point you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you have to do everything you can for one more point mm-hmm. rep whatever and uh so just learning little gimmicks on that stuff to learn is uh it's been really helpful um other stuff, though, is just kind of seeing what everybody's doing and trying to put them all together, you know? It's got to be the biggest challenge. Yeah. Oh, there's but, a lot of areas to pay yeah. attention to. It them. is, but it kind of shows you where your glaring spots of, like, is, yeah. and to focus there. Um, but outside of that, too, for, like, a conditioning standpoint, anything that Chris Hinshaw puts up, I pretty much take as the Bible of aerobic training, so... Um, if you so have no things to look up right yeah now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot of dropping yeah. yeah, I recommend that one though too so Chris Hinshaw, you know his background at I all. don't I, so he I was one of like name. the world's best like ironman athletes okay. for a long time okay and he kind of uh still lives in like California and stuff, but kind of started getting integrated into CrossFit and started working with a lot of these CrossFit mm-hmm. athletes, and he kind of finds their peak um aerobic capacity type of <clears throat> movements and like you know, one of the things I really like about him, too, is his mental side of stuff where he'll be like, you have to recognize where the most pain is going to come from in a workout, and you have to overestimate it. So you have to almost tell you, and it's weird because you tell yourself, well, it's not going to be that bad, I'm going to get through this, and he's kind of like, no, you need to know because if you get to it and you underestimate it, how bad it really is, is going to mm-hmm. be you're in for a really bad time. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, it's weird to think about right. that yeah. way, but it's kind of true when you actually, you know, like if you were to find a, uh, like a triathlete and you're like, where's the most pain for you? And they might be like mile 20 of this. They know that, mm-hmm, right. And sure. They're ready for when right. that happens yeah. so that they can just break that wall and then carry on. For sure. You know what I mean? It's not a surprise. Sure. Right. But,
1: Makes
0: sense.
3: But yeah, yeah. So that's just a little list. Uh, like I said, social media is pretty cool to keep everybody connected now. Traveling for competitions is cool, you meet a ton of people.
0: I can only imagine and, with that. Yeah. yeah.
3: The network networking is huge, but it's really cool. I mean you, you learn so fast.
0: Nice.
2: So much information oh, to taken.
3: In. Too much, you know.
0: <laughs> so what would you say then going on to misconceptions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. What would be one of your biggest misconception <laughs> or conceptions? Oh, could be a whole episode of, like, with, with so crossfit okay. i'll
3: keep it short first off <laughs> <laughs> crossfit won't hurt you your self or your ego can yeah. but that's like anything that's like you know if you want to live in this bubble of not ever doing anything that's fine you won't really get hurt but you're going to have diabetes and hypertension and all this other stuff right
0: andy was saying get <laughs> under a barbell yeah, yeah. I mean, do a you chair squat don't be just afraid do something.
3: of just do stuff yeah. you know and uh you know there were some studies that were put out, and there's all this other stuff. And I won't go into the politics of it, but mainly most of them were found to not be.
0: <laughs> Sounds no, like another episode. <laughs> as real, <laughs> yeah, but again, either. if you're going to a
3: good affiliate, they will not put you in a position where you're going to compromise yourself and push you away. They want you to keep coming back and to build and and to be a member of the community. So they're not going to like break you off or you know let you get hurt. Again, things happen if you don't really listen or if your ego gets in the way.
4: Um, and it's part of sports. But but that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, people are, saying, sports are like, look at football. Are you right. kidding me? Yeah. I mean, well, Don't
3: even get started with that. <laughs> the amount of kids in like Pop Warner that even break like a leg or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, When's uh, the
0: last time you hurt yourself on a machine? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you know, get moving. Right. But that, so that's funny too. It's like,
3: point. you know, I'll use Ben Smith as an example and this is like a competitive athlete. Like he won the games last year. He's, he's a freak. He has been doing this for over seven years and he's been in the games for that long, and he's never had a significant injury. And this is a guy who's like training 30 hours a week. Like he wakes up, works out, when he's tired, goes to bed, does all of his like mm-hmm. recovery, i sure, and all that stuff. But I mean, you're looking at like 30 hours a week dedicated to something. Injury
2: free. Right. For that seven years. A lot of that goes back to what you were saying with uh, self care. You know, yeah. you gotta care take of, care of your yeah. bases, cover your mobility, you know, follow Absolutely. proper form, and, and all that.
3: Now, I would argue too, no matter what you do, if you're doing like Zumba or like a group kickbox class or CrossFit or whatever you're doing, if you're not doing proper warm up, what you're supposed to do in a cool down, like if you just like go from 100 to the car and sit yeah, so. and then like eat dinner watch some, like, Netflix with the kids or whatever, and then go to bed, now we might be going down the path where you might get mm, injured, yeah. you know. No matter,
4: again, what kind of exercise you're doing. Training you're doing.
3: Yeah, it sure. so it's new. Uh, and that's another misconception is that it's, like, a passing fad. I don't think it's going anywhere. Like, it's been here for a while now. Like, Glassman's been doing it for a long time. And, you know, they say 2000 is when it kind of started because it hit CrossFit.com. That's when that was created. And... To be honest, (laughs) it's a four billion dollar industry now. So overall, the like ecosystem that CrossFit presides is four billion dollars. I don't think it's gonna disappear. Like, I feel like it's one
0: of those things because I always wondered this with like the UFC too. Like, it's been around a while, and then all of a sudden, just took off. Right. And now I feel like it's tempered back a little bit. It's kind of like it can maintain that. I mean, you see it with like the ma- the big four sports. Yeah. You know, UFC was hoping to be the fifth, but like with this stuff, like you'll see some of it dial back. Like you can't—I don't think you can open up like fourteen CrossFit gyms in a town of twenty thousand people and right. hope for it. But that would be I think some different. of that, yeah, some of that's <laughs> going to fall back. But this general principles of it, you know, and yeah. like everything else, it'll just keep evolving. Well, and that's
3: that. and that's interesting too. Like so, you know, like CrossFit's gotten pretty big, but it hasn't really. Got any worse? So there's over 13,000 affiliates in the world now, Mm -hmm. and over half of those aren't even in the U.S. Wow! So it's it's a world.
0: India, big market, huge. (laughs) Just so you know,
1: yeah,
3: giant, right? But I mean, so every country over there, it's
1: it's quite fascinating.
3: (laughs) But so it's so well developed and kind of ingrained and stuff. Now you know, and when you expand outside of the U.S., Mm -hmm. that's a whole different world. You know what I mean? Like that's. You have different markets. Well, yeah, but it's... (laughs) It's just... It's gotten big, but it's not just here. Right. But uh, the other thing, too, is, like, uh, to recognize that CrossFit itself, and we talked about this earlier, is not the games. That gets forgotten a lot. Like, sometimes people. So there's, like, two types of people. They'll watch... Like, they'll see it on ESPN and, like, kind of see it for a sec and be like oh, that's too much for me. I'm not, I'm not doing that ever. I said that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then there's another no person who's like, yeah, I can do that. And then they join. You know? But like, that can be kind of, I can understand watching some of these guys and girls compete where you're like, ah, that's intimidating. But they're doing CrossFit to get to that level, but you're not eating like them. You're not recovering like them. You're not training the volume that they are. So you don't really have to worry about the games are the sport. The affiliate level is, you know, the fitness side of it. It's like wellness yeah, of huh? life. It's quality of life versus, you know, anything else. So sure. It would be like, that makes like walking over the
4: line yeah. watching nude basketball and be like, I don't want to do that because I don't want to play in the NBA. Yeah, right.
3: right. Like, exactly. Whoa. Two yeah. totally different but You don't yeah. have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if I told you you aren't going to the NBA? Right. Yeah. Well, you, you still like <laughs> basketball? <Weird>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah, that's, that's, those are my big, my big ones I usually nice. see that come up the most but
0: it's interesting hearing that from an actual crossfit thing instead of talking to people that are kind of around it but not actually in it so (laughs) we talk about it sometimes and like you know it's like my say like my first time walking through the udx one like being in an actual box
1: yeah right so much
0: time to go do that but (laughs) all right on to the our questions sounds good Something you might believe that others don't, or Oof. may not. That yeah. could be in training or whatever. a lot of time.
3: Um, I'm gonna go with like the general. and Be there is no one way to do something, whether it's for training or whatever. But there are better ways. You I like know, that. I think I've seen people like be like, "Well, this is working. This is kind of like I'm doing this. I'm sweating. I'm doing doing a lot of work. Well, is there a better way we can do it? You know, like." Less impactful, better recovery, um, better results, you know. So, I'll never tell anybody that like physical activity is bad, like whatever they're doing. But again, there could be better ways and there's for ways to sure. learn yeah. more. <clears throat> Great yeah,
2: point. All right. What's uh, one fitness purchase under $100? Health fitness. Whatever. Loosely <laughs> defined defined, yeah, yeah. yeah. right? What other word I don't know what other word. I can't <laughs> think uh yeah. training whatever. I'm
0: gonna
3: do a kettlebell. I think you can take Sounds that familiar uh, you can take that anywhere, all the time, and do so many things with it. Whether it means you're even just carrying it, swinging it, pressing it, thrusters, like
0: I'll have to put it, I made the searchers, you know. It's a T bar kettlebell. You make it out of like plumbing pipe. And as long as you've got, like, a couple, like, small oh, plates, ways, you, you can put adjust it on it and clamp it. Tim Ferriss thing, like, he would travel with it, and then he yeah. go find, like, plates to put on it, but he would make his own kettlebell. Nice. And so Tindy. I did it one time, and we go to Home Depot well, and that's seven bucks. Yeah,
3: and that's <laughs> the thing that, like, why I like that so much is because you can take it on the road, so, like, just because you're going on a little, like, trip mm-hmm. to the, your cabin or to the Dells or, you know, whatever you're doing, or traveling for work in the hotel room, like, you can... You can get something done. And like I said, there's so many stimuluses you can provide with one little thing. Plus, it
2: provides the imbalance right to left, too. So you gotta have that that stability, too.
3: Which is awesome. Yeah. Three take
0: home tips or a Twitter version of (laughs) what you would say?
3: Man, this one was tough.
0: So, (laughs) first off, I would recommend to people
3: that if they're going to form an opinion on CrossFit itself, try it. That's all I would ask. That's simple enough, right? If you still hate it, you can hate it. That's fine. (laughs) Um, The second one is uh, whatever you're going to do, like, go through with it as far as, again, we're talking recovery, like, if you have this plan that people are providing to you, or if you're going to a class and, like, you have a trainer that's working for you, trying to help you, like, yeah, they're getting paid, they're getting all this other stuff, that's fine. But they still want you to get better. So just Commit to doing that. And the third one is just have fun. It's it's miserable if you're not having a good time anymore with people that you enjoy being with. And I think that gets forgotten a lot, too, is they feel like they have to go do something. Like, you should enjoy it, you know? Oh,
2: yeah. Whatever you do.
0: Yeah. I'm distracted by the baby. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> struggling, but she is having She's a good awesome, right? time. She's having fun. I know. Yeah. There you go. Fun and the cross affiliate. med ball training right? already. <laughs> Um, and then the last one is what would you tell yourself either in your training or your education if you could go back 10 years and kind of place yourself or yeah. somewhere in that 10 year range?
3: Right. This one, so I thought about this one for a while too. First one would be, I know I talked about it a lot today, but it's recovery yeah. and like recognizing injury <laughs> when you're young.
1: I, that was uh, mine too. Common thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
3: and so like it's because stuff that I've done that long ago and i'm still like fairly young and i'm still dealing with it today like you can tell you how much scar tissue is left in my right lap a lot or like how you know like my hamstring still has a fair amount of scar tissue and that's stuff from high school yeah. because you're in the middle of a season or whatever and you're like play through it well now it's like that was probably not worth it you know, <laughs> yeah. right, like realistically so that'd be one of them the second thing is uh the type of training i was doing you know like maybe some of the stuff you're doing for more of like aesthetics than performance and then the other is like Ooh. i feel like we're the same yeah.
4: <laughs> we're living the life yeah. <laughs> we should have trained together, yeah. Yeah. We, have trained together. <laughs> we would have had a blast I figured it
0: all out right it hurt i could have yeah. had more curls <laughs> you could jump right in right <laughs> yeah.
3: but then the, the food thing was big too like you know cuz you have that metabolism where you can Eat a bag of Doritos and like have a soda and. I'm still trying to get away with that. Whatever. You know? <laughs> From time to time, my weekends. Well, you could like I, you know, when you're young, you could get away with it. Now it's kind of like, well, even still, I was kind of dumb. Like you didn't need to do that. And I think that would be yeah, like developing better, way, better way, habits to, to eat and. Well, that, I could I have think.
2: discovered pita chips.
0: <laughs> that. I might have done a little better. off. It makes some good flavors. I don't know. Just straight salt on it. That's oh, yeah. all I need. <laughs> Give me some guacamole, I'm a happy guy. Um, just been kind and closing on like, where can people find you and the plugs you want to put out there? Your Oof. time to shine.
3: Yeah, so first off, thanks to uh, Alex Bodie for letting us use CrossFit Acceleration Absolutely. today. It's always cool to be able to do this in house. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, too, uh, I'm on pretty much every social media if people need to find me or contact me. That's the other thing, too. Uh, So anytime if people need to get a hold or have questions about that stuff, like I get that every day. I mean, people are, somebody, somewhere every day answering a question. and, And I enjoy it. Gets more people involved. In so
4: just your name or give you have a them all face, up. Yeah, so you can plug them all in. I don't have to spell <laughs> we'll, we'll, stuff. Yeah, we'll
0: go through the show. and They'll be in the that show long, notes. Uh, so everybody can check it out. That yeah. long
3: German last name is kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, just like train for the win for uh, all the programming. Work with Matt and Eric. Okay. Um, and then just all the, the good friends I've made throughout this, man. I mean, it's a, it's a grind, but uh, it's fun when you get to meet up with people and you know, you usually only see them when you're competing or traveling for a specific event. But uh, it's a giant, awesome, fun community. So, so will we
4: see you on ESPN next year? <laughs> can we look for you there? In if the I'm games? like in the stands freaking yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: I mean, like I would like to dream and stuff. But, uh, you know, this year is going to be a pretty fun year, I think. Uh, we have some stuff in line set up really well. And I'm finally settled into my career a little more but, you know like last, this last year I had changed jobs three times you know just the scramble of you know you have to take so many weeks kind of away to focus on something so
2: and yeah, moving sucks
3: yeah it's
2: and all that well you have a pretty irregular sleep schedule and work I schedule do, too yeah uh, being a firefighter so, so, that's so I'm getting that dialed
3: in has been a huge help I, I really don't sleep much at work um, like four hours feels pretty good there you know interrupted but uh
1: Things are getting figured
3: out, and I think uh, I think this year will be pretty fun as far as some weightlifting com- competitions. And Any of those local itself.
0: or clo- local being um, drivable? Yeah, like f- St.
3: Cloud area. So I'll go to the Granite yeah. Games again this year, and uh, we're looking at a couple of, like in Chicago and um,
1: road, road trip. Road yeah, trip that'd there. be fun. You probably have a great
3: time. That uh, the Granite Games is, is huge now. It's a it's a world affair. And we will have to look that the, up. Uh, some of the top athletes there, but.
4: I got a, a random question for you. Yeah. How, how beneficial do you think either this kind of train or just train in general is for firefighters? Because I'm thinking if my house oh, yeah. is running down, I want this guy. Yeah. Come oh, to rescue oh, shit. Me. Yeah, <laughs> so
3: I can soapbox on that forever, but uh, <laughs> it's huge. And, and like I've told Kyle, like some of the stuff we do, um, even if it's, and so we run the ambulances as well. So we're picking up a lot of people off of the ground or carrying stretchers or backboards and that kind of stuff. And so the wear and tear it has on your back, which you can develop a strong posterior chain by squatting and deadlifting and doing stuff in the gym. Um, And the other thing is just like your stamina is huge. Being able to like, because when you go on air in a fire, A, it's hot, everything constricts, your tunnel vision, like you're just, it's in this really, yeah, it's about a hundred pounds of gear. And uh, you're in this really kind of awful place. I mean, we love it, it's a blast, but uh, it's a lot of stress on your body. And I can make a tank last pretty long now compared to some others, just by being able to control my breathing and that kind of stuff. Because you have only a limited amount of air. How fast you go through it is kind of up to you. So any training is awesome. I think this stuff is great too. Um, You're starting to see it grow a little bit, especially out west. They have like little affiliates actually in there departments itself,
1: mm-hmm. nice.
3: Um, so that's kind of growing, but uh, hopefully it keeps growing around here. You know, yeah. I'd like to see that. Guys are in shape. It's just um, I'd, I'd like to see it be like a lifestyle kind of deal too.
4: You know, but it's it's getting there. I know the police force has some issues
1: surrounding.
4: Yeah, and and well. and it has it's nothing really to
3: do with the individual. It's, it's just not to take excuses away or anything from them, but it's just a hard career on the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about sleep. And, you know, so for some guys, like, their comfort is, like, food, you know. It's a mm-hmm. stressful gig, and, you know, yeah. I can see how it kind of, you have a family, too. You're not, like, I have the luxury of, when I'm done working, I go take a nap, and then I start training, because this is kind of my second job type of deal, where sure. they have kids in a family, and you're not taking a nap. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Kyle and I know that yeah. <laughs> No <Yes>. naps.
4: <laughs> cool.
1: All right, well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, Lauren. Absolutely, thank you.